Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Shear number 59. We're going to talk today um, about how um, in every marriage there is conflict, conflict and differences of opinion and seeing things different ways are inevitable and when you get married you join in hopes and dreams but also each person has their own hurts, their fears, their imperfections, their insecurities, and it's, it gets manifested when uh, the um, husband and wife are open to each other and live with each other on a day-to-day basis, basis. And the real process of learning about each other and not um, recognizing that even if something unpleasant is discovered and and you see uh, a media that wasn't um, obvious, um, you know, during dating or whenever. And now you see it, not to um, not to get shaken by it, to realize that that is normal, extremely normal. Every person has flaws and faults, and um, the question is really, how do you deal with it, and how do you have compassion towards it, and um, it's very important that very often you put your spouse, your husband or wife initially when you first meet or when you first get married and you thought you had a, whatever whatever you thought you had and they, they're on a very high pedestal and then you're in marriage, you're forced to be close together and that strips away the public facade and expose, exposes the private problems and the secret habits that each of of you have, each husband and wife has, and you know, welcome to humanity. That is what a bus of a dumb is, and uh, even that's what a Yiddish bus of a dumb is. There's no uh, crime in saying that, and to understand that we all have a Yetzirah, and that we all have our challenges. That's a normal thing. So at the same time, as people may be dismayed when these faults start appearing and becoming more obvious, but that is really the, 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 what real life is all about. It shows what we're really made of. And um, Hashem wants us to put in the work, and it, 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 it goes to deal with all types of issues that may come up, whether it's work-related, health-related, in-laws-related, financial-related, that all of this could cause some pressure in the relationship and disagreements could break out and there could be arguments, there could be fights and you could have hurt feelings and you experience conflict and every couple goes through these conflicts and um, you need to know you're not alone and you need to know that with Siyata Deshmaya and with davening and with effort and with communication you'll survive it and even thrive. And um, so it's not realistic to expect that you'll never have conflict in a marriage. Instead, it's better to recognize that conflicts do occur and you just need to learn together to come outside healthier on the other side of a conflict, both of you together. Both of you together. And um, very often... Um, you know, when you're in the middle of a conflict, you're more angry, 
you get defensive, selfish, judgmental. Your words may be sharper. You'll end up making not clear decisions. And, um, but when you actually decide and you feel a love, true love, that's not just an emotion like we explained before, but it's a choice and a commitment as well. Then you see you can change things. And, and, and the true love that, that you are to have for your husband and for your wife reminds you that your marriage is way, way, way too valuable to allow it to self-destruct, to allow it to be harmed. And your love for your husband or wife is more important than whatever you're fighting about. And it's like putting up a maka legagecha. It's putting up guardrails on, on the fence of your relationship and protecting your relationship when you protect yourselves and not allow conflicts or differences of opinions to spiral out of control. But you put a border behind it, you put a border around it, and you work wisely through the conflicts. And by doing so, you don't, it's not just a matter of avoiding a pitfall. It's, it creates a true, deeper closeness, more trust, more intimacy, and you enjoy a much more deeper connection afterwards. This is what the Chazal say by Yisra or Menachoshech. Sometimes the greatest light comes from and through darkness, where the darkness itself, paradoxically, is a source of light. And that's what happens in marriages that have conflicts. You don't look at it as a... Uh, something that will derail you or to think that something's wrong inherently. No. But it is an opportunity when it's worked through to become even deeper and better on the other side. And your love grows in a very, very deep, profound way. It's very important that when you do argue and have differences of opinion and you express it, to do it in healthy ways, in proper guidelines of healthy ways proper boundaries. You agree beforehand that any time you may have a disagreement with one another, you use certain gedarim with each other about it. So in other words, you both of you, even before a conflict comes up, you could say, you know, we may disagree on something, and even fundamentally, and even something very deep, but we have these rules that we're going to work and commit between ourselves not to halila, um, cre- that, uh, create a situation where it would spiral out of control. Some of these things that you need to work with each other on is as follows. Number one is, you never mention divorce. We already said that if it was already mentioned, even though it's, it does create damage, it weakens the relationship, if you mention even when you're not serious, divorce when you're angry and arguing, it is still redeemable and workable and could be healed, but it takes a lot more work. It's better, of course, not to mention the word divorce ever, even in a joking manner, certainly not when you're angry, and even if you're not planning on going through something like that, never mention divorce. That's rule number one when you're arguing or... Uh, disagreeing about something. Another you say when you're disagreeing about something 
is you don't bring up old unrelated items from the past. In other words, if there's an issue that's an upsetting issue even that's that 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 you're dealing with now, let's say it's related to a particular child and how you mechanach that particular child, and you have a disagreement, you 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 need to work through your differences and about how to handle this particular child. What you don't do is bring up old unrelated items from the past that have nothing to do with the subject. You know, you're always lazy with this, and uh, how could you make decisions about this when you screwed up on something else? No. You don't bring up old, unrelated items from the past in a argument now that needs to be constructive and worked through. Another uh, rule is never to fight in public or in front of your children. Now, in front of the children, if you have a mild disagreement about something, and, and we spoke about this in the past, you know, when you're uh, having some type of disagreement, you could disagree and let your children see how you resolve that conflict. That sometimes is a good chinuch for them. But if it's a real fight or something you both you know you're upset about and, and, and the tensions are high, in those situations it's better not to um, express these uh, uh, um, differences of opinion in front of the children, but resolve it privately. Also, you both agree that if there is an argument and it gets uh, escalated because of uh, um, difficult emotions, then you call a timeout. You stop. You agree to stop arguing for the time being until you calm down. And of course, it goes without saying that you don't touch each other in a harmful way. I'm not going to elaborate more on that. Everyone should know what that means. It's common sense. You don't lay your hand on the other person. And and that's what it is. And you say that you will work all this out completely. So if you work on this in advance and you make these commitments, never to mention divorce, not to bring up old topics that are not related to this particular topic, and not to fight in any major way, and not to fight in any major way in front of the children, then... Um, and not to hurt each other and watch your words, then you could get through it and thrive subsequently. And um, so here's a few other additional tips when you know you're going to be talking about something that you disagree upon, is you listen first before you speak. You listen first and... um, and approach a sensitive issue by respectfully asking questions rather than making assumptions or accusations. Example, let's say wife says, you know, I was very upset, you acted really not nice today, and instead of getting defensive, you listen, and then you say, okay, could you explain exactly what I said and what I did and what the situation was if you didn't recall it, or if you know that you did, then you acknowledge it right away. And um, and that that's a very uh, important thing to do, to speak gently, to keep your voice down, and um, because the more intense you get, the more intense the one you're arguing with gets. The more humble you are, the more humble uh, your spouse will be. The more tender and soft and kind you are, the more 
Your spouse will be that way too. You disagree with a dignity. You build bridges instead of burning them down. You can have a disagreement and still build a bridge between the two of you to, to meet um, to meet in, uh, with common ground. So that's a very important insight. So that's one concept we're talking about in this particular feedback is about how to avoid unhealthy conflict. And even when you disagree, to have some ground rules and borders to make sure it doesn't escalate to where it shouldn't escalate. And another thing also, which is very important, is to enjoy your spouse. Enjoy your wife, enjoy your husband. And what detracts a lot from that enjoyment, what makes that enjoyment less is unfortunate. Unfortunately, due to our world's culture, that we, uh, the world tells us what is attractive, what is not attractive, what's undesirable, what's not undesirable, um, what's hot, what's not hot, excuse the expression. But these type of things that the world tries to stuff down your ears and your consciousness you know, they, you know, in the, in the secular world, they get, show advertise the latest products or clothing worn by models, by movie stars, and you uh, you you basically embrace a very unrealistic standard of beauty, of size, shape, height, weight, and uh, you'll never be happy with yourself when you see yourself in the mirror. And you'll always be wishing that your spouse looked more like those photos in those uh, magazines and all these types of unhealthy, extremely unhealthy fantasies. And the good news is it's not necessary. You don't have to chase your life. You don't have to waste your life chasing these fantasies. And the rest of the world does not determine what's really truly attractive or appealing to you. You can choose to enjoy and take tremendous delight right now in the gift that you have now, which is your own husband, your own wife, and enjoy them fully, and nothing is stopping you from doing that. And the compare game is just simply extremely destructive. And um, you, you don't, you know, you don't your feelings and emotions do the driving they go in the back seat and you do what you need to do. So it's true while you're married initially, you will feel the love. And um, the, the affection is very fresh, very young. There's a certain uh, romantic type aspect to it. And, um, but you need to remember that there's something that's even stronger than that, although it may seem less so. And that's the decision to delight in your spouse. The decision to love him or her no matter how long you've been married. And the decision and the choice to love and to deem your spouse beautiful. Period. And that creates that reality. Uh, When you become selfish and uh, emotional in that selfishness, You'll think, oh, my wife isn't this, and my husband isn't that. And um, it's just, life is too short to waste 
on focusing on those negative aspects. Like they say, why focus on the shadow when you can enjoy the sunshine? And you should learn how to be besimcha with your spouse, just like you're besimcha with your own home. And, and again, with a home, of course, you could daven a small apartment to get a larger one, but be happy with the one you have now. With a marriage, it doesn't work like that. You ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help them appreciate your husband or wife as is and f- see their potential, see their goodness, so you could learn to love them more and see them as attractive. You could daven HaKadosh Baruch Hu for that too. And don't pick on your wife. You praise your wife. Don't pick on your husband. You praise your husband. You don't allow selfishness to take over. You learn to have nachas ruach from your spouse. You ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu to help you have nachas ruach and sipak nefesh, meaning satisfaction, from your spouse. And when there's a bump in the road, you reset it. You reset. You recharge your batteries, recharge your energy, and you start again from scratch. And you look at new, fresh ways to love each other. That is very, very important. And so, this is very, two, the two concepts seem to be, that we discussed today, seem to be uh, total opposites, because one is talking about fighting, and how to fight in a fair way, and not in an unfair way, and then the second part of what we said is about how to give pleasure and delight, and and nachas ruach to your spouse, but they go hand in hand. You know, when you, if that's your focus, to want to give nachas ruach, pleasure to your spouse, you will learn also that when unpleasant things happen, you'll fight in a fair way. Meaning you both realize, you know, something, we may not agree with everything, we may not agree with what we need to do, but we'll, we'll find common ground and, and we will work towards each other in, 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 in becoming better. And again, this is not the topic for this feedback, but an actual physical, sexual intimacy, both of these aspects work. Sometimes there's conflicts or differences between a couple, which we discussed in prior feedbacks, between a husband and wife in, on, in these issues. And you can learn that even there, to work through and agree, uh, to, to, when you disagree, work on a compromise and that's the, the first part of it. And the second part of it is to learn to be excited about each other, to learn to appreciate each other, and to learn how to appreciate that sexual aspect as well, and have our to each other for it, and build each other in that as well. Have a wonderful day.